This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I, I apologize that uh, I'm driving now, so uh, the quality will be as good as the drive. I'm not sure. Okay, we're holding over here Perik Aleph and Tanya, and this year is sponsored by Shlomo Katz. So he starts out with basically he's going to be describing the term um, static Russia Benini. He's going to show that there are different aspects to it, different descriptions of it, and uh, that's going to be the point of uh, the beginning of this pairing. Tanya. So it's actually not a brayster. It's a gemara. It's a memra. It says mashbin oisoy that when a neshama comes down to this world, they impose a shavuah on him. First of all, there is a shavuah that a person speak be, be a tzaddik, not a rasha. And even if everyone tells you you're a tzaddik, you should consider yourself a rasha. So, um, a person is not supposed to consider himself a Russia. Uh, that's what the Mishnah says. Secondly, it's not even productive. You know, it's a svar. If a person will consider himself a Russia, then he's going to be depressed down. So there's a mitzvah, there's a chiv to be over the Hashem b'simchov to vlevav, and therefore, uh, if a person will feel he's a Russia and be depressed about it, he's not going to be able to. And if the idea that he's a Russia doesn't depress him at all, so then a person becomes light. In other words, he couldn't care less. So it's, 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 he gains nothing and loses everything by uh, um, thinking that he's a Russia. So first of all, you're not supposed to. And secondly, it doesn't really help you in any way. If anything, it's a hindrance. Now he goes to another Gemara. Now this is very typical. He opens up a lot of questions. Um, you don't have to really f- f- um, follow from one to the other. Each one is a piece in its own right. Then he'll come around and his big picture will answer everything. But he'll, he'll, he'll be asking a few questions. Another point we find in the Gemara, five different categories of Tzadik. Or sorry. The Gemara says, the Pshat in the Gemara is, we find a tzaddik that has it good in this world, a tzaddik that has it bad in this world, a Russia that has it good in this world, a Russia has it bad, and a Benini. So the Gemara says we have four, it's, um, four five different states uh, vis-a-vis this world. And the Gemara explains that Tzadik Vitovlo, who's the type of Tzadik that has it good in this world, Tzadik Gamur. Tzadik Viralo is Tzadik She'eno Gamur. 
So we now have a new category, a new type of uh, uh, in Tzadik itself. We have Tzadik Goma, Tzadik Eino Goma, and same thing by Russia. Raya Mehemna is one of the parts of the Zohar. The Zohar is, is a conglomeration of, of different Medrashim, different Inyanim. Raya Mehemna, generally speaking, comes to explain time and mitzvahs. Um, it's printed separately on the Zohar page whenever there's a piece of Raya Mehemna, and it says Raya Mehemna on it. So in Pajas Mishpatim, explains Tzadik Viraloi so um, the Reh Mehemna explains that, that the word tzaddik viralo should be read, so to speak, as a tzaddik whose ra is in his hands. Now it's a tzaddik who's in control of his ra. So whereas the Gemara speaks about the imperfection, tzaddik viralo being a tzaddik shayna gomor, the Reh Mehemna gives it a, a more positive spin. He says it's a tzaddik who's ra, who is controlling the ra in him. He has ra, but it's under control. So that's a little bit of a nuance in tzaddik viralo. The Gemara in Brachas has a similar nuance. It says tzaddik etzatov shoftam. The etzatov is the one that has control. Rishoyim yetzahara shoftam. Beinim zezeh shoftam. Um, so the Gemara there also has a tzaddik is someone who's eats a tov is in control, a rush eats is in control, a benini, um, both, both are in control. Amarabba, um, Sarabba said, Kagon, I know a benini. I'm a benini. Amalia Abayas, Abayas said, Leshavik Machaychal Beria. If you, you're a benini, that, that all puts a square into the Shoyim's backs, and you really, really you know, don't leave room for anybody else. So, so the Gemara here is um, describing a more nuanced version of Tzadik Viralo, Tzadik Vitovlo. And the Gemara also makes a statement that it's possible somebody like Rabba would describe himself as a Benini. So it's true that Abaya, you know, rebutted him, so to speak. He, he said no, but but Rabbi meant something. In other words, Rabbi didn't think that he wasn't uh, that, that that he wasn't a tzaddik and and stick everybody else into the Russia box. So that's a second Gemara that he's going to explain in the big explanation. Finally, the Gamla Hovin Masha Oma Eov. The Gemara says Mabasa that Kadosh Baruch Hu it told that Eov complained to Kadosh Baruch. He told him Barasa Tzadikim Barasa Rishayim. You created Sadiqim, you created Rishoyim. So he's so the Tanya asks on him, but Sadiq Virashal Kama. The Gemara says that when the Malach when when the Malach announces each tipa, whether the tipa is going to be uh, a Sadiq uh, or, or whether it'll be a Chacham or Tipesh, uh, Gibor or Cholash, but Sadiq in Rashi doesn't say because. That's something that is a free will. So that goes flat against Eov's Taina of So that's a third Gemara that we're going to have to uh, explain. So he has three Gemaras that he's setting out to explain about 
the different uses of the term Benini Tzedek in Russia are different than what we're used to. That's sort of three kashas. And now he's going to ponder the concept of Benini as understood can also not be correct. To understand what Benini is when we're talking about absolute categories of people. In other words, yes, there is a concept of, uh, like the Ramam says, or the Gemara says, tzaddikim have more schuyas uh, than, than, than uh, avonos, reshoim the opposite, benim 50-50. Th- those are categories that describe in the mishpat. In, in other words, who's chayev in the mishpat, who's zak in the mishpat. But it can't be that um, these are the absolute descriptions. That can't be the absolute description. How could Rabbi think that he's a Bainini? Yumar says that he, he, was, he learned all the time to, to, to a degree that says the Malachamavis couldn't could not uh, overpower him because he was learning all the time. So he actually thought that 50% of, of, of his mice are various. It's very, very implausible. Then he has a logical taina. In other words, when we use a term like Benini, if we're describing someone who's part-time uh, doing mitzvahs, part-time doing averis, like at 9 o'clock he did a mitzvah, at 10 o'clock he did a vera, that's, that's, that Benini is only kind of an average, but when the person is doing an Avera, he's a Russia. While a person is standing and, and doing an Avera, he's a Russia. Like the Gemara says that if a person is Mekadesh Isha Nasi Sadiq Gomer, he, you know, Shem Hira Betshuva. The Gemara says that if some if a person is over the cipher, he's called a Russia. Uh, like Shneas and so on, the Gemara says, And not only that, the Gemara says, If a person sees someone else doing an Avera and he could have stopped it and he doesn't, the Gemara says he's also called a Russia. Um, so someone who's mona himself from doing a mitzvah when he can do it, he's um, certainly uh, a Russia. So um, the the uh, the so somebody who's has this fifty percent mitzvahs we look at every 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 moment. At a moment when he's doing bad, it's a Russia. At a moment he's doing it's a tzaddik. So in in really absolute definitions, it could not possibly be that um, tzaddik and Russia refer to fifty fifty. Um, so the Benini in, in the real absolute terms is someone that has no avarice whatsoever. 
So that's so so that gives us an understanding. So Rabba, because he, despite the fact that he knew that he had no Averis whatsoever, if, but that still means that still doesn't take away from the possibility of him being uh, uh, a uh, a Benini. and therefore he 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 made that mistake, or therefore he had this disagreement with Abaya. And even though we, you know, we have the, the, that category, the Gemara speaks about Yom Adin, it's, it's a borrowed term. It's not Benini in the real definition, not Tzadik, real definition. It means the It means he's Zaka in his Din. But when you're talking about a, an absolute description of a person of Madragas, so that's something else. Omar Razal, Sadikim Yetzatayv Shaiftam, Shenem Avalibi Chol Bikirbi, Shein Itzaharaki Haragavitainis. So it says, David Amalach said, Libi Chol Bikirbi means I have no bad or evil craving desire, <laughs> nothing inside me wants to do bad. That's the madrega of tzaddik. The, um, so it's not only that he doesn't do bad, he doesn't want to do bad. And this is going to be the whole, um, the, the whole uh, broad uh, tapestry that, that what he's going to explain is we're dealing with terms that describe the person. What is desires are? What is inclinations? Is it a struggle? Is it pashit? And so on. So there is a madrega but tzaddik gomer where you say libi chol bekirbi. My my heart is completely hollowed out. Meaning in in the heart, whether it's harizasha in its sahara, karoga betainus. It says he killed him with a time with betainus. Avokol mishaloyi gil madrega zu. Someone who's not holding by a madrega where he has no inclination or desire to do bad, even though he has many, many moments of so, so it has nothing to do with really with how many mitzvahs you have. It, it, it has to do with what's inside you. What's, what are you trying he established in every door a handful of So on this on this um on this description of Tzadik in Russia, there are really and Benini, there are really very, very few Tzadikim in the world, um in, in history. And Akanshbahu put here and there a tzaddik. So inside itself, we have tzaddik Tovlo, which is a totally good tzaddik virala, which will explain what that is, Benoni, which is a notch lower. And then you have Rosh Tovlo and Rosh Viralo. So that sort of finishes one uh, sort of uh, point that he's making that the descriptions we're going to be talking about are descriptions of person not deeds, it's not by um, how much and how many, but rather um, by your inside, your inner urges and so on. 
he's now going to start describing a person's nefesh and the shaman and so on. Now, I, I want to explain something. We saw last week that the purpose of writing the Sefer is to give people hadrach and avodah Hashem. So he, he, he crafts it in a way where he goes and explains many, many basic points that he feels are needed for understanding the big picture. It's not, sometimes when somebody writes Ashtagotaira, he assumes you know the Indian, he has his questions, he gives his answers. He's not out just to give the answer. He's out to describe, and that's what's going to take him quite a few prokim to really sort of answer the question, but he's touching down on a lot of points to, to describe basic points that he's going to be dealing with. He's going to be sketching out the basic kohos in a person's neshama. Now he draws his mekairis from Chachmas Panim, from Kabbalah, but he sticks to, to items that are relevant to a person's own neshama, avodas Hashem. You know, they, they, they draw a strong line between, you know, talking about on Hagas, which is not relevant to you, so if a person so he learns it, to talking about a person's own nefesh and what Chachmas Abdin told us and so on. Ach, be your inyan. Every person has two neshamas. Let's talk about this first. Let's, let's, let's talk about two things here. He says everybody has two nefashes, two neshamas. What that means, it, it, what it means more than just it's a tov and it's a horror, good and bad and so on. It means something, it, it's a much deeper point. It's like sometimes you look at a person and you say, that's not the person I recognize. I knew so-and-so and he was a fine, good person. His world was all about good. And now he's all about being selfish, mean, etc. Or vice versa. Somebody who was just selfish, egocentric, etc. Now he's such a good, kind person. And you say, it's a different person. But what he means by a nefesh on a shama means that an entire person, we, we have the possibility of living two selves. One self that is the, the, uh, a, a nefesh, what he calls nefesh Bahamas from the Sitrach, we'll, see a, we'll define the term in a second, and one from, from somewhere higher. L- let's explain what that means. Uh, uh, you know, when we talk about a universe, we talk about an entity that's, in, that's enclosed in itself, self-sufficient, self-explanatory, and so on. So we take a behemoth and we ask ourselves, explain what makes the behemoth tick. And the answer will be to to survive, to protect itself, to feed itself, to shelter itself, to do things that that contribute to its life. And, And that explains everything about a cow. 
every single aspect and, and it's self-contained. It does not, you don't need anything else other than that. So a person has in himself a, a physiological self, not different than a Balchai, and in which case uh, it's all about uh, doing what one, uh, what one uh, wants, what one craves, and so on. It, it's, it's all about oneself. There is nothing else that the person, um, nothing else motivates the person. Person is not doing anything else. Person won't do anything else, and so on. Um, there is uh, another aspect where a person has a self-contained self, which is um, totally um, ruchnius. All it wants is good. All it wants to do is to be. Um, you know, to, 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 to do things that are ruchnius and so on. And it can be, it can, it can encompass the totality of a person. It could, it could describe every facet of a person's actions, desires and cravings and so on. So we have two, um, two parts of the nefesh of a person that are totally a complete person. So each person in Kalyasol is endowed. So every Balchai, including human beings, is endowed with a nefesh that cares only about itself and, and uh, you know, survival and uh, personal, uh, you know, uh, personal satisfaction, physical satisfaction. And that's one package. And there's another package where a person is something that is um, in a, in a, of a very different type of world. So this is what he means here by tuna fascists. And, um, and they are uh, completely kind of independent of each other. They can obviously um, struggle with each other and they can actually, um, uh, they, they can, uh, they struggle with each other. And the question is, which one becomes the person? Um, the what's you want to? No, I don't know what to do. Um, what do you think? This, um, now he describes also one of them coming from the Klippa and Sitra Achra. The Klippa and Sitra Achra that we're talking about. Is, so it, these are two terms. That describe in these forum, um, Kabbalah terms that describe that. Let's just let's first describe the term, what the term means, and um, and then the uh, and then we'll describe how it's relevant here. Klipa means that it's something that is a shell. It means that it's something that is not the object but it's something that surrounds an object and it has a useful function in protecting it and so on. Th that is Klippa. So let's give an example. When you have a shell um, around a walnut, so the shell around the walnut um, is not edible. 
So a person says walnuts are edible, and then you try eating the shell, it doesn't work. So the shell is not edible, but it serves a purpose of protecting it. So when, when we look at cohos of Ra that are called klipos, what we're referring to is they are a necessary part of it, but within itself, it's not what nourishes a person. So this um, physical part of the person that we're calling the clip over here is a necessity. We need a body to function, a body needs to have an appetite and so on, but it's not something that is, um, it's not something that has a, um, it, it, it's not valuable in its own right. So, so this nefesh is called a clip for this reason. Secondly, it's also called a sitra achra. Sitra achra means something, it means literally the other side. It's just like a person, your face is the main side. It's, what, it's where you experience, where you express, and so on. The back of this head is something which is not, uh, it's, it's a part of the head, but it's, it doesn't give you the feeling, the insight. That's sort of sitra achra. So we'll hold it over here. Um, and and it's, he's starting his explanation that there are two parts and, and uh, the, these are two, uh, um, two parts to a nefesh and two parts of a nefesh. One is, is, the, is, the, is the inner part, which is the, the, a, a nefesh of Kedusha, means that what motivates it, what keeps it, what drives it, what, what explains it. Is, is a chuka for Kedusha. The, the outer shell is a very physical nefesh, something that describes, um, it, it's, it's something that has the same feelings, desires, um, psychology as any physical living being. And that's only there as a shell to, to, to keep everything else, uh, to keep everything else uh, uh, um, to, to preserve the Teichnitz inside. Okay, I think we'll hold it here. Sorry a little bit for, I hope the reception was good. Call yes. to next week. Bye.